there's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Viene tu sigo, due notte spelose. so glad that you're here, all you good-looking folks. Usually I got to preach to like a one camera. And so it's awesome that there's people in the room today. So give yourself one more hand for being here. Thanks for watching online. I know that there's lots of folks watching online with us. Um, a lot of our uh, northern friends went back home. So can we just, can we just like yell at them for a minute? One, two, three, welcome home. How's that? One, two, three, welcome home. We're glad that you're watching online. And today we start a brand new series. If So if you want to grab your phone, we weren't able to put notes together for you today, but grab your phones, somewhere to take notes. And kids, aren't we glad our kids are here today? Come on. And so kids, we have something for you to write on. So take some notes today. We're, I'm I'm excited. There's like 15 kids in the room today, like 11 and under. We've got some teenagers and beyond, right? We won't, say, we won't go through all the age groups. And everybody said amen. So today we are starting a brand new series called The Holy Spirit. You know, we automatically all have thoughts when someone says the Holy Spirit, Right? It maybe brings us back to something that we learned when we were younger, brings us back to maybe the type of church we grew up, or it brings us back to people saying, well, those people on, in that church over there are crazy. They've got the Holy Ghost, right? So we've, we've all heard of the Holy Spirit, and so I want to spend just the next four weeks, and I, wanna, I want us all to commit to this series and so uh, maybe you're watching online, maybe you're here, but let's commit together to say, God, I'm wanna, I've got a blank page in front of me. Can we do that? And say, God, I want to hear from the word about the Holy Spirit. I want to hear about from some guy over there or, or what this person said on TV. I want to hear from you. Imagine you get a Bible, you're on an island, and you've never been to church before. Imagine that. And someone hands you a Bible, 
And when you show up to church, maybe you go to Frostproof, because that's the first place I'm going to go if I'm stuck on an island for my whole life, right? You show up to Frostproof, and you go to church, you're like, wow, why, why aren't they, you know, so I want us to have this blank page as we go in to this uh, series, and so sometimes when you hear the Holy Spirit, it's positive. Sometimes you're, you're maybe confused. Sometimes it's a negative experience. You know, I grew up in a church where the ladies could only wear dresses, no pants, no makeup, no earrings. And that was, that was my first understanding of the Holy Ghost. It's just like, you can't do all those things. And that was, that's what I grew up kind of learning. But I want to read you this scripture, and this is going to kind of start us out. But imagine you've got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then the fifth book in the New Testament is Acts. And it's this amazing expression of God. It's, it, on Pentecost Sunday, he gives the Holy Spirit. And it's a gift. He'd been talking about it all throughout the Gospels. Now listen, if God puts a menu together, don't you want everything on that menu? I do, right? People are like, no, no, I just, I'm going to be a little bit picky here. I, I, just want, I just want God the Father and God uh, the Savior. I don't know about Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So fast forward all the way in a couple decades into the first church, Acts 19. Let's look at this together. Verse 1 and 2. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them. So he found some believers in Jesus and asked them this question. Look at this. Do you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Hey, did you, all, did you all get the Holy Ghost when you received, when you followed Jesus? They answered, no. We've not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. You know, a lot of people today that haven't experienced a lot, there's a lot of people today that haven't experienced the Holy Spirit. They've, they've experienced the love of God. They've experienced Jesus, the Savior. And then when we start talking about the Holy Spirit, we get a little, I don't know, those are those, those, are those crazy people. But what I want to say is let's give God a blank piece of paper to write into our life the next four weeks. Can we do that as a church? Right? We love our church and we love what we preach here. And we want to we always want to make sure we're preaching directly from the scripture. And that's what we're gonna do. You know, I, I really think that God's spirit has gotten a bad rap. Because you know why? It's because people have wrapped it up. Right? When there's an amazing gift, maybe you're a Christmas gift or a birthday gift, guess what we do? We wrap it in a present, right? We wrap it up. We make it. Miss D, if she were to wrap up a present, it would be, the wrapping would be better than the gift inside. <laughs> right? If I wrap it up, I put it in a Walmart bag and say, here you go. Have fun. I got you something nice. But a lot of people, a lot of pastors throughout the generations have wrapped up the Holy Spirit 
to not even look like God. They've done it in a way to push people away from church. They've done it in a way where it confuses people. So we're going to take all the confusion away. We're going to look directly at the scripture and see what God has to say about his Holy Spirit. So today, Holy Spirit, we're calling this message a breath of fresh air. Everybody take a deep breath. Here we go. There we go. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you that you're going to speak to the church. Thank you that you're bringing life where there was no life. Thank you for breathing fresh on us today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. So listen, when, when the translators translated for us, English folks, right, um, they, they, they had like, they had to determine, it was easy to call, call God the Father, God the Son, but they're like, wait a second. When we get, when they got to the Holy Spirit, they're like, how are we going to, how are we going to do this? And so I want to take you through, I want to take you through the Old Testament of where they got this Holy Spirit and the New Testament. So in the Old Testament, it would have been Hebrew. Everybody say, Ruha. Okay, so this Hebrew word doesn't mean spirit, or doesn't really, we can't get quite into our language what it means, but I'm going to try to describe it to you. It's wind, a breath, a violent exaltation, a blast of breath. Look what it says here in Genesis 1 and 2, second verse of the whole Bible. Look what it says here. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit, so breath or wind of God was hovering over the waters. Listen, God's spirit has been around from the beginning of time as a breath, as a wind. So now we jump into the New Testament. We get this Greek word pneuma. Everybody say pneuma. The P is silent. It says a current of air, a blast of breath, a strong breeze. Look what Jesus says in John 6, 63. The words I have spoken to you are spirit. The words I have spoken to you are a breeze. And they are life. You know, I love this wind idea. Isn't it amazing that God created wind, created air? You know, on a sunny, hot Florida day when it's humid. You know, this week, uh, Caleb and I were working outside. We had to move a bunch of things outside. Pastor Caleb, PC. Man, isn't, over this whole thing, isn't the, didn't the team do an amazing job? Come on. We had to learn so many new things. We had to learn so many new things. Like now we have a program that sends video to four different places. Like before it was just one video to that screen right there. Now we got to, no, five places. Facebook, YouTube, the, the thing in the foyer, the screen that you see over here that has the time on it. Um, and then this screen here. And then a computer, so like six places. Pastor Lindsay's done a great job. My wife Tara's done a great job. John back here. Come on, can we just give it up for John? 
everybody, the worship team, so many people, uh, and I could mention a bunch, just amazing, our church. So, so PC and I were outside working. He's trying to get buff like me, and so, um, so he's, he's been helping me do some stuff, but it was, it was, we were soaked. It was so hot outside. So guess what? We got in the shade, and guess what? The breeze started blowing, and we took a deep breath, and we, we actually said, praise the Lord, didn't we? It felt awesome. So what I want to do is I want to take this amazing thing called wind, and I want to go through four things that I want you to write down here, four characteristics of wind that are in the natural that God wants to show us in the supernatural. Is that cool? So number one, wind is unseen. When you go outside, it feels good, right? When the breeze is blowing, especially here in Florida on a, on a hot day and a storm rolls in. I don't know about you, but that's a, that's a great feeling. God's presence is made to be felt. Yeah, just because he's unseen, it doesn't mean you, can, you can't experience him. Look what it says in John 14. John 14, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, some places called comforter or helper, to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him. That's why everybody's confused. That's why there's a lot of misconceptions. Jesus already warned us. The world will not accept the Holy Spirit until they accept Jesus. Because people are like, oh, that's, that's different. I, I, I don't know. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees. You know, seeing something is comfortable, right? Right, this, this virus that was, that's going around. If you could, like, see it, you'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm good. But it's unseen. You're like, what do I do? <laughs> Whose hand can I shake? Can I go into that store? Some are only comfortable with what they can see. So because, he neither, because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him. He's talking to us believers. For he lives with you, and you will be in, and he will be in you. You know, I believe that a lot of us, we all have a lot of different denominational backgrounds, right? There's some Baptists in the house, come on. There's some Methodists, Presbyterian, Pentecostals, right? We're all here together on purpose. Because we, when we walk into this place and we start worshiping, guess what? We feel God doing something. At least I do. I, I'm up here on the front row. I experience God doing something. Number two, so first wind, wind is unseen. Number two, wind is unpredictable. Wind is unpredictable. You know, have you ever gone to an airport and you see that cone and when the wind changes, it moves around? right? And then it shifts. It's like, wait, what happened? Guess what? Guess why they need that cone? Or guess why they need to know which way the wind is blowing? So they'll land the proper direction. If they come in the wrong way, there could be some trouble happening at the airport. And we don't want that, do we? Same with God. It's, he is unpredictable. And that's why I think we get a little bit, we have some misconceptions about the Holy Spirit, is because he's unpredictable. He's above us. He's different from what we do. We're trying to put God in this little box. Oh, well, God, okay, God, he loves me. He has grace for me, but 
I'm good with the Holy Spirit part. <laughs> I'm good. You know, man, we want, we want orderly. We want order. We want predictability. But what we can do is we can get into this mode of, okay, if it's not predictable and if it's outside of what I think, then I don't want to have anything to do with it. Listen, God has lots on the menu. We want everything. Look what John 3, 8 says. Jesus answered, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with every one born of the Spirit. Listen, there's a lot of one-time moments in the Bible, isn't there? Moses at the burning bush. Imagine if someone created a theology and said, okay, if you don't hear from a burning bush, you didn't hear from God. That would kind of be sad, right? Because only one person ever has heard God speak from a burning bush. You know, one time this guy came up to Jesus and he's like, do the hand thing, do the hand thing, pray for me. And Jesus wanted to be so unpredictable that he's like, no, 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 no. Let's get some, let's make some mud. <laughs> I'm going to heal this guy right spits in the mud, or spits in the dirt, and puts mud in the guy's eyes, and he's healed. Listen, we can't put God in our little box. He's unpredictable, and that's okay. Come on, church. We don't need a system. We need the presence of God. Amen? Third one, wind is powerful. Listen, we all know this in Florida, right? Who went through Hurricane Charlie? Right? We went, I, came, I, I came afterwards. I'm AD. <laughs> I was here for Irma. But listen, wind is powerful. It generates electricity. It can sail a ship around the world. It can destroy a city. Wind is powerful. Listen, many of us are going through things that humans cannot fix. And we can't fix for ourselves. We need a powerful, all-knowing God and his presence to fix what is unfixable in the natural. Because guess what? He's going to fix it in the spiritual. Amen? Are we sleepy today? We're not sleepy. This is the, this is the early service. Come on, early service. This is a good service. Look what it says, Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. That's it. <laughs> power. Listen, I don't know about you, but if there's power on the menu, I want it. Right? If God has power for me, I want it. I don't want it to be like, well, that just happened back then. Listen, everything from the cross forward we can experience. Amen? We'll take it. Listen, are we comfortable knowing God intellectually? Or do we want God to fill us so we can know him spiritually? Last wind here. Wind is refreshing. Right? I talked about that earlier. Wind is refreshing. 
Man, you know, when it's, when it's warm for weeks in Florida and then we get that breeze, or the sun goes down and it starts blowing just ever so slightly across the lakes here in our beautiful central Florida, it feels refreshing. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians 2, 9 to 10. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But listen, he's revealed it to us by the Holy Spirit. So let's take one more deep breath. I want to share three more things with you before we go. I love what it says here in Ephesians 4.30, and I don't know which verse we have, I don't know which passage we have up there, but it says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit and with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. In the message, it says it like this, don't grieve God, don't break his heart, his Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you in the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for himself. Listen, God has this amazing gift called his spirit. It's not some different person it's God's spirit. There's God the Father. He loves us. There's, there's God the Son. His name is Jesus. He came and gave us grace. He is, our, he is that one right beside God who is, when we're praying, he's like, hey, Dad, Landon's here. He needs your help. He prays for us. He speaks to the Father for us. And then there's the Holy Spirit who's God himself with us. So you're like, Pastor Landon, so I've heard all of this information. How? How do I accept him? How do I get past all my misconceptions and start this series off understanding and accepting him? So number one, let go of fears and misconceptions. Write that down. Listen, trust God with your blank page. You've probably seen people do the trust fall before, right? Jacob's going to help me with it real quick. Don't drop me. <laughs> I trust you. I trust you. And so he's going to get behind me here. We've all seen this before. And uh, I've seen this one time I saw this on, on, on YouTube. And the person uh, thought they didn't know the rules for the trust fall. That they're supposed to fall this way. Isn't that funny, Shelby? And they fell that way, flat on their face. I'm not going to do that today. But we need to trust God. And you're like, i got to trust God blindly? A lot of times, yeah. All right, ready? We, whoa. We're going to go a little bit lower probably. Okay, now I'm scared. Nice. All right, give Jacob a big hand. Look what it says in Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Our kids are all involved now, aren't they? Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says, trust in the Lord with all. Everybody say all. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. God's just saying, come on. Number two, all Go all in. Number two, they're going to put it up there for you. Go all in. 
God is saying, take everything on the menu. I've got it all. I want to give it to you. Look what it says, Jeremiah 29, 13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You know, I think it's easy to become complacent, but God's saying, seek me with everything. Go all in. Let's go. And then the last number, number three, write this down. Develop an intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit. Everybody write that down. I know not all of it's up there, but develop an intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit. Lindsay, as you come, says, listen, God is one. We talked about this. God is one in three parts, in three different roles. God the Father who loves us. God the Son who saves us and gives us grace. And the Holy Spirit who is with us. Imagine God's like, listen, I want to be with you. And you're like, no, no, no. People have made you weird. Ah. Let's never let people determine how we think of God. Amen. Listen, there's a scripture that shows all three of these. It's like a benediction. It's kind of a final prayer. Look what it says in 2 Corinthians 13 to 14. In the NIV it says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, right, there's Jesus, and the love of God, there's God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. I want to be full of everything that God has for me. So before we go, could we stand? I want to challenge you with this today. Spend time with God saying, Lord, I want everything that you have for me in 2020. I want to focus in. Listen, uh, Tara and Emma started this thing in, in her room at night. Emma calls it God time. You could call it Holy Spirit time if you want to, but what they do is they just lay out and they say, God, speak to me. I want to feel your presence. And I found out like night two and I, I was invited to God time. And it was awesome. So kids, do some God time with your parents. Parents, do some God time with your kids. God has something special. Let's not just have it here on a Sunday morning. Let's have it on a Monday afternoon a Tuesday night, a Wednesday at 6 a.m., any time of the week. God has many things on the menu. Will you let him give you all of them? Let's close our eyes for a moment. Maybe there's some who came today and said, I want, I want all of that. I want everything on the menu. Would you just raise your hand and say, that's me. That's me today. I want all that. Let's pray this prayer together. Lord, I want all of you. Take all of my misconceptions about your spirit. Speak to me through this series. 
I want to have God time. Fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. Come on, can we celebrate Jesus today?